0: Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Jared just popping in here for a quick update. I know this is the first podcast you're going to listen to after a hiatus, um, but we actually did record two others. I just didn't get in to them in time uh, to like edit them up and post them before this one. But I want to get this one out uh, as a priority because it's actually a lot of details about everything that recently went down um, on the week uh, of November. uh 16th and all the trade stuff that happened, all the craziness that happened right before the draft, and the draft's about to pop off here in about 10 minutes maybe, so I just wanted to get it out because it has some of our pre-draft thoughts on on everything, uh, chronologically speaking, and it's probably the most important that we talked about, but I will post the other two as soon as I get to editing them, life just got in the way, you know how it is, uh, even though those two came um, in, the, in the last three weeks, we've actually recorded those two, so it's actually been quite a bit since the first two, but this is all fresh, recorded this yesterday, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So onto the pod. See you there. Yeah. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast, episode 39. Coming to you on a Tuesday, uh, November 11th. Uh, so, oops, that's not right. 11, <laughs> November 17th, 2020. And we're going to talk everything trades. I'm joined, as always, by my faithful partners in this venture, Jacob and
1: Jerome. Hello, hello,
0: hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? Um, Yeah, so I guess this day is the proverbial um, crap hitting the fan day, I guess, right? Like the the NBA has just gone crazy. Last night, so many trades happened. We're going to talk about it all, but Jake, you got a quote
2: for us to start? Yeah, on the subject of free agency and money, within five years of retirement, an estimated 60% of former NBA players are financially broke. So take those mm-hmm. big contracts and invest in McDonald's because you're going to need it.
0: Hey, McDonald's, really? Wow. I
2: don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't know. You're you're my investment, you know, expert here. So I <laughs> if you say McDonald's, man, I'm going to invest in on all those Mickey D's.
2: I mean, I, I was talking more buy a franchise there, fatty, but
0: uh, we'll oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were talking about like investing in the McFlurry, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, McFlurry stock. Always rising.
0: (laughs) Always rising. (laughs) Especially during St. Patrick's time. Get those shamrock shakes. Oh, man. The demand
1: is always there and the supply is always short. Yeah.
0: I, they, yeah i feel like i always really drive broken? to mcdonald's
1: <laughs> they're always broken they are
2: you drive through <laughs> like oh we
0: can't give you a shamrock shake
2: so some dude is probably a millionaire because he created an app where it tells you if that mcdonald's that you're near oh, if the yeah, machine totally. is working or not
1: nice
0: kind of like is the c-store open remember that from caltech too? yes there was yeah. like we had an entire website at caltech this is going to be a quick aside <laughs> we had an entire website at caltech that Caltechers created just to track when the uh, convenience store on campus was open or not because people would <laughs> never knew.
1: <laughs> Got to get my high shoes, man. Oh, those are the best.
0: Hi, oh, man. Hi- all right, I chew.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like better Starbursts, right? Yeah, they're just awesome. All right, we've gone on too much of a tangent. Let's talk some NBA. How about that? Sound good? All right, that's kind of what we're here for. That's
1: acceptable, I guess. I'd rather <laughs> keep talking about so. the Steve story, but all right.
0: <laughs> that Tom Brady though. What a bum. No, no, we're not talking about terrific Tom. Okay, we're done. Tampa Bay in the past. Um, let's talk about our podcast, Throwing Up Bricks, and let's do our housekeeping. As always, get out of, out of the way, Jake. Racially insensitive housekeeping. Okay, okay. I like the update. Um, like it, as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. Where can they find us, Jake?
2: Podbean, apple podcast google podcast tune in amazon alexa pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts and get on alexa the patreon handle. folks
0: <laughs> maybe we should do a patreon yeah we got a bunch <laughs> of fans right yeah well probably not but you know it's only five dollars mom
2: get on there yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> just have we gotten any more mom. emails oh my god Alex? i honestly haven't checked which Let is totally my fault <laughs> yeah i've uh, been a little swamped at work but let's let's put all that aside and let's talk about the nba because so much stuff has gone down oh you guys ready for this let's real uh game changers real game changers like the entire landscape of the nba has changed so wow. all right let's uh let's hit it <laughs> First, so many trades. Let's start with everything official, and then we'll get into the rumors, okay? Um, and I, I figured we could probably start with the Bucks, since, like, you know, how many times do you really start with the Bucks on a podcast, you know? Let, let's give them their due, because they have probably executed the most crazy trades that we've they seen They were
1: getting busy.
0: They are getting busy. So before yeah. we go into it, the, Antonio the trade Brown. Uh, Antonio Brown <laughs> the, the trade moratorium lifted. and Not those uh, Bucks. <laughs> yesterday yesterday monday the 16th um in the afternoon uh the, the league told everybody this past weekend that it would be lifting then and, and it was kind of a surprise honestly we didn't really know when the trade moratorium would lift but it was lifted and what do you know we get a flurry of activity right away um the bucks immediately execute two key trades that i think make them way better but i want to hear your guys' thoughts um They finalized a deal, or they're finalizing a deal, I guess, to get Drew Holiday from the Pelicans, a guy that everybody was speculating right about. They got Drew and a 2020 second rounder for sending back Bledsoe, George Hill, three first rounders, and two pick swaps. So is that worth it, you guys, getting Drew in that deal?
1: Well, I mean, the scary thing is that he along with Giannis now are on the last years of their deal, Um, which is always, it's always a risk, but it's like, is. We're talking about before the podcast, it's almost like you do the, you you show your guys, Hey, we're all in on, on winning now. Um, So it's almost like you're, you're trading all those picks, not just for, for Drew, but also for Giannis to to try to keep them, to try to keep them, you know, invested um, so I would that's say really what it is. for sure that like that, that makes it worth it if you kind of frame it in that, in that sense. And, um, I just mean, I mean, Drew Holiday is a clear upgrade over, over Eric Bledsoe. I actually said the name right. I, I was going to start saying <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. <a> lot. <laughs> anyway, well, that, that's just the first time I got, I got through one. So that's speaking good. of Drew Bledsoe, and, Tom Brady. <laughs> <they> <laughs> Uh, you know, you know who, uh, who the team they were playing when when Drew Pledso got knocked out and gave you Tom Brady his chance. It was, uh, of course, my Jets. the city right. Oh, <laughs> <have to> <laughs> uh, anyway, and then I mean, George Hill to me, he's he's always been that guy where, like, you know, the guy that's like, oh, he's traded to this comp- contending team now that puts him over the edge. But I haven't really ever seen it happen to be honest, where but he's always kind of billed as that guy, like that last piece, and he's just, he's always underwhelmed to me, so losing George Hill, not too big of a deal, I think, um, especially when we get into the next, because his main thing, right, at this point was bringing shooting, mm-hmm. um, but when we get into the next trade, like, you can see especially that that wasn't that big of a deal to lose George Hill, so I think for sure worth it to get Holiday.
2: Yeah, I agree, I mean, it's, it's not the biggest upgrade in the world you're not going from danny green to you know clay thompson but <laughs> enough of an increase in in offensive efficiency from a guy and the same level of defensive intensity and then you also get a huge upgrade at um at the three spot or the two spot wherever he ends up playing in, in bogdanovich so they're going for a win now they feel like they've got their their mega star two-time mvp all they need is a little more shooting a little more offensive punch. And uh, they're going all in. I, I like it. You gotta, you gotta brisket to get the biscuit.
0: <laughs> you do, and I'm totally with you guys. And this is totally a move in order to keep Giannis, as you mentioned, Jerome. Right? This is a move to make your roster better to convince Giannis that you're contenders, and you'll do whatever it takes to be contenders in order to get him to sign that deal and stay with your franchise. Um, because if if he doesn't, and you gave up three first rounders and two pick swaps, that is basically your entire war chest, you know, going forward. Um, so you're really trading the farm here.
1: That's like Paul Pierce, Gavin Garnett nets level of, of, it is, it's it's
0: very much, it's very much. Yeah. That, that reminiscent of that Boston nets trade back in the day that Boston has used to great effect, right? They use that treasure troves of nets picks that they got to, to get among others, um, Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, you know, all these other young guys that they've they've kind of invested in that have turned yeah. it up. So. The crazy thing about uh, that
2: is those guys were in middle school when that trade went
1: down.
0: It is crazy. That's, <laughs> that's a, it's crazy. very crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But the, you know, Ainge, so Danny
1: Ainge can see the future.
0: He can. It seems like it at least. Um but the Bucks weren't done there, right? So they they decided that's not not quite enough to to convince Giannis and to make us a full contender. So they also went to the Kings, always a good bet to give up uh, assets for basically nothing in return and they got Bogdanovich they got Bogdan Bogdanovich which side note I was actually told by somebody that that's basically the equivalent of John Johnson uh, in <laughs> what, whatever <laughs> Serbian I guess <laughs> um, but yeah so the Bucks ended up getting Bogdan Bogdanovich and Justin James who you know is basically just a throw-in in this this mm-hmm. uh, in return the Kings got Dante DiVincenzo Urson Ilyasova and DJ Wilson Urson on a one-year expiring that's basically just a match money and yep. DJ Wilson is, you know, a hit or miss kind of young guy. The real prize coming back is Dante DiVincenzo, but um, I don't really know. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I mean, I think it's great for the Bucks. I think they yeah. got Bogdan, they upgraded from Dante, um, even though I do like Dante, but the Kings once again getting fleeced. I mean, yeah. do you see it any differently?
2: I don't understand why they no. what why they gave him up. Was he wanting out? Was he saying he wasn't gonna re sign if he wasn't traded? Because basically they just traded him away for DiVincenzo.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I Um, think,
0: but Kings eventually got to a point where they had to choose between buddy and Bogdan because buddy was complaining all the time. Remember Um. that he got relegated to the bench role and he wasn't starting. He wasn't getting, you know, his role that he thought he deserved after getting the big contract. Mm -hmm. Um, And Bogdan is coming up for an extension and the the way that they actually traded him to the bucks was a sign and trade deal. Uh, They had to sign him as a restricted free agent and then traded him to uh, the bucks. So, you know, they probably had to make a decision, but almost everybody thought that they were going to trade Buddy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not Bogdan, because Buddy was the disgruntled one. Buddy's the one yeah. complaining, but apparently and they just you Bogdan's know or better fit really. It is, it is, and you know, um, typically I mean, King's just, fashion, they yeah, where everybody else digs. So Kings
1: um, being Kings, they didn't even get a pick for this guy. Like it's just, it's just what? How could you not even get a pick?
0: Was Dante? Who was? I uh, Jake mentioned it earlier. I do like Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, he's, like, he's a solid a good player. Level, you know, good solid player, but and he's still pretty young. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's I still feel very you like could
2: have got some
1: more for somebody of his. Yeah. Color. I mean, you they, saw the five picks for, for Holiday. Exactly. You can't even get one, not even a <laughs> second rounder, nothing.
0: Like, granted, Bogdan's not as good as Drew Holiday, but oh, for sure. he's not but, that far off. No, like, yeah. he's not DJ Wilson far off. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> my my theory is that the uh, the Kings made that trade when it was just the rumors with the Drew Holiday stuff. They saw, oh, they're just tra- they're trading two players for Drew Holiday. All right, let's get three. We'll really fleece him, really put it to the box. We got three players instead of two. And then they saw that they got five picks and they're like, Ooh. Oh <laughs> <To laughs> read like, the friend print there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe Vivek Rama maybe that's Ronadiv's, you know, plan. He's like, yeah. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo. Vincenzo, he's the next um cherry picker, the great cherry picker we're gonna have and we're gonna implement that. <laughs> yeah. Or on, on defense four. cherry pick the other way. <laughs> oh, I don't know, who knows? But once again, the Kings help a team get better. Yeah, just not themselves. So, uh, what do you think? Do
1: you, th- do you think the Bucks are done, or you think what 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 more do you you think they want to do here?
0: I do think the Bucks are done. I think they're kind of capped out in terms of mm-hmm. what they can now move to to make any other additional moves. They'd have to move someone like Middleton. Yeah. Um, in order yeah, to, they true. literally have no cap space left except for I think the middle exception that every team has this year because of the financial stuff. So they, they can, can have probably sign five one. players.
1: Who's still on their team?
0: yeah <laughs> that that's a very good question i mean they still have Brooke, right and okay. they still have robin so they got both lopez robin brothers. opted
1: out actually I
0: oh believe. he did i didn't yeah. see that Ooh. okay so they don't even have the lopez brothers well they got one of them they got splash yeah, they don't movies. have the
1: um, team yeah they don't have the,
0: yeah not. they don't have the tag team wrestlemania duo that's, yeah that's they, really they gonna hurt them. when
2: they have to do an all-out brawl against all the mascots
0: <laughs> i know god what are they gonna do oh, nba smackdown yeah, and they still have some of their wing. Actually, no, because Wesley Matthews is now a free agent this year, right? Um, so they don't they won't have him coming back either. Um, so yeah, they are they are really thin. They're gonna have to sign a bunch of veterans to a minimum. I mean, in true contender fashion, you know, uh, yeah. just like the Lakers did last year. So yeah. we'll see. They'll definitely have to round out their roster with uh, you know around the margins. Um, yeah. But they've got a solid core now in Drew Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis, and Brook. Yeah. That's a very very solid core. Yeah, um, one I could easily see winning a championship. I mean, that's a scary roster. Yeah, they, no matter they, who's around.
2: Yeah, it. Well, I think we yeah, I mean, agree they upgraded. And- but I, my question is, what the Pelicans get out of this trade? They get a big contract in Bledsoe, who I believe has molt- more than one year on it. Right?
0: I'm not certain. I'll check while you're talking.
2: Um, and then who else they got? Uh, they got Divincenzo, right? Or no, that no, was even
0: since I went to the Kings. Yeah. So they
2: got a 2025 pick and a 2026 pick and two pick swaps. Do they think that they're going to be able to use those pick swaps? Are the Bucks going to have a worse record than them in two years?
1: Well, well if the they pick don't re-sign. Oh, uh, that's a good point. They have, they have two. They have two. It, it's always a, a risk, but I mean, if yeah. they have two expiring contracts, big time expiring contracts yeah. with, with Holiday and Giannis. So if they don't resign. You know, those, those, those are probably going to be some pretty good picks. That's it so is. It's nice.
0: essentially a bet on, on, or it's a, it's a hedge, I guess, on the yeah. future. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'll read you what exactly uh, the, the Bucks gave up in terms of picks. So they gave up their 2020 first rounder this year, mm-hmm. which is number 24. So yeah. not, so not that that big a big deal. deal. And especially in um, a
1: weak draft like this.
0: Right. The first or, pick swap yeah. is, is then 2024. So uh-huh. they gave up the 2024 pick swap rights which is actually a decent way down the road, right? Yeah. So um, they give it the 2025 first rounder unprotected. They give it the 2026 first round swap rights again, mm-hmm. and then the 2027 first rounder unprotected. So two completely unprotected picks, which you rarely see these days. Yeah. Um, and two outright pick swaps, and then this year's uh, pick at number 24. So yeah, it it's quite a lot. Um, it's basically a hedge on, you know, if Giannis leaves, they get the farm. They get you know everything that uh, a crappy Bucks team is going to be picking from you know twenty four to twenty seven. So it's it's, how, it's quite the return. How old are
1: Zion and um, how old Zion going to be in like twenty twenty six?
0: Twenty twenty six, mid twenties. Yeah, he's going to be 25 and or 26.
1: Ingram Ingram's going to be late twenties, twenty eight. Going to be twenty nine, yeah, 27, 27, 28. Do you think like f- you know four four or five years? That's when the the picks start, uh. You know, coming in is that going to fit with their timeline? We'll see. Well,
2: I thought yeah, their first... timeline was try to start competing at least now and adding a guy. That's who what can't I was shoot, thinking. Yeah, uh, is an interesting choice. I mean, he's obviously a, a world class defender and a solid mm-hmm. point guard, but uh, you need shooting on that
1: team. You do. So you got Lonzo you Ball, thirty nine percent. When you're so, he actually the, made more three pointers than Devin Booker did. Yep, this season. He also Somehow. hit the side
2: of the backboard more than Paul George. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So you, you take what you can get with him. There's um, the
1: Paul George jab. We got it. Met our quota.
0: Yeah, I guess what what David Griffin's probably thinking is, I created this bidding war for Drew Holiday. It's never gonna be any higher than it is right now Mm -hmm. so i'm going to take advantage strike all the irons hot and get a treasure trove of picks back yeah um that we can use to pick players but we can also use as trade chips further on to make our team better we can turn these around and get and import guys when we're really ready to compete for championships yeah um so i think it's a great deal Perfect, yeah, oh yeah, perfect, oh, absolutely, great, great It
1: works. It works well for both teams.
0: It, it does. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks get their contention, you know, their contender status right away, and mm-hmm. the Pelicans get an amazing treasure trove of assets to use down the line. So, uh, I, yeah, that's where I stand. Um, yeah. so let's move on to the next trade because there was a lot of them that went down. Right, we yeah. we just talked about the Bucks so far. This is going to be a <laughs> long podcast. So I'll strap in, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, So the Suns, we'll talk about them next because they don't get a lot of love. And I think this was actually a very sneaky, good deal for them. Okay. So the Suns got CP3. Huge. They got Chris Paul in this trade. Um, And they didn't have to give up as much as I thought they might. Yeah, Uh, Maybe you guys disagree, but basically the Suns got CP3 and Abdel Nader um, from from OKC. And OKC in return got Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lequeu, and a 2022 first round pick.
1: I mean, what do, you, get, what do you, you guys think of that? To get Chris Paul for one for one pick, and you only have to give up one pick, like that's that's pretty that's pretty damn good, I would say. Um, it is. And, I mean, yeah, you're giving up a lot of players, but I mean, you know, Kelly Oubre, like he's he's a solid guy, but you know, he's not really turning heads kind of similar with Ricky Rubio like he we kind of we definitely know what Ricky Rubio is maybe you could say there's a little more development for Kelly Oubre um and then Ty Jerome I you know he's a Virginia guy that's really all I know about I remember from from that championship game um he was a solid guy too um I don't even know who Jalen Lech Lech I don't know yeah
0: I don't know either probably that that guy so
1: I mean I think that's you gotta say that's that's definitely a successful trade for a guy like Chris Paul, who just came off like a really solid year, um, and especially like we were talking about this last pod, how the the Suns were really in a good, probably in one of the best positions coming in um, to this new next season because they did get to play in the bubble, so they weren't just off from since March, um, but they didn't have to play deep because they didn't make the playoffs. So and they had that eight zero run. They didn't lose when they came back. So like they have all this confidence and then you add a guy like CP three and you know, you're not giving up all that much. I think, I think that's a great deal for the Suns. And
0: yeah, you're, you're not giving all that much up, uh, especially considering that Kelly Urbury wasn't even part of that bubble experience. Part of that eight Oh run. Right. Oh yeah. He, he, he wasn't even in the bubble for them. So really they're realistically putting together that eight Oh run team, um, with cam Johnson and, um, I forget their, their wing guy, their young wing guy that they picked recently, but he's like a defensive 3 and D stud. Um, mm-hmm. They're putting that young, good, frisky team together. Um, and they're basically all they're shipping out is Ricky Rubio.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And they're getting an upgrade. A clear upgrade yeah. in CP3. Yeah, so yeah. Everything Ricky does, CP3 does better. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for basically <laughs> the cost of a 22 first round pick. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I don't. Wait, what, what did you say, Jake? Did you I have, said he's a
2: lot better than Ricky Rubio.
0: He is, yeah. <laughs> he's basically an upgrade in every category of Ricky. He's a better shooter. He's a better playmaker. He's a better, better defender, leader. Better leader. Like he's yeah. just he's everything. Ricky Rubio. I mean, he's and not he as tall. I guess that's Steph Curry. It. And this is, <laughs> this is <laughs> it. Actually, yeah. I mean, he did yeah, chronologically, but
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this is definitely their play to keep Booker for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Jake, what do you, what you have think about it? you have to do it. I think it's a you good deal for it. both
2: teams. Yeah, Um, it's one of the few Mm -hmm. trades that happens where you think, okay, both teams got better in the long run because of it.
0: Jake, what do you think? um, Because realistically, the Suns are not a title contender, right? This still doesn't put them over the edge or anything, but it definitely makes them a contender for maybe like a playoff spot in in a very deep West. Right. Sure. What do you is that enough? What do you think about that sort of short term? We just want some success deal.
2: Look for a team that's that's hasn't made the playoffs since 2010. Um, it's vital for your franchise's relevance to, number one, make your star player of the future happy and two, start competing for the playoff spots. So I think you checked those two boxes. Um, realistically, in the West, you're, unless you're uh, um, the clippers maybe or the nuggets possibly, or some team that can trade for a couple stars, you're waiting for LeBron to retire, essentially. Or the Um, Warriors. um, Oh, God, I completely forgot about the Warriors. Yeah, so that even adds to my point. You're essentially waiting for LeBron and Steph to retire and the next wave of of the Western Conference, which could be two to three years from now. So I think realistically, for your goals as a Suns franchise, it was the best possible trade you could have made. You're going to be competitive for playoffs. I think you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to be able to develop DeAndre Ayton next to a star point guard. You're going to make your superstar happy. It's a win-win-win.
1: Yeah, and and um, like we were saying, it it it, it's a it's like the perfect price for that for what they're getting too. They didn't give up. It's not like they gave up. You know, six you know six picks or anything like that. Like it's 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 a very reasonable price for for you know mid mid contention really not high level contention but like middle contention like that's that's a perfect perfect deal i think perfect amount of you know perfect perfect amount of loss for for what you're getting back i think
0: i agree and that's the reason i asked you guys that question because i think too much is maybe placed these days on title or bust uh, Mm -hmm. sort of aspirations right Mm -hmm. i think sometimes it's good for a team to make moves like this just to get better yeah regardless of of your ceiling maybe not being a title
2: that's, that's a really it's, good point. I mean, you got to look at it. One team out of 30 is going to win the championship. You, yeah. you can't just be a tanking or contending team. You got to, exactly. somebody's got to fill in those middle spots.
0: Yeah. And Suns fans deserve better than they've gotten the last 10 years, right? Yeah. Like they are a storied franchise, despite what it may seem like the last decade. But they, yeah, they deserve better. And they, you know, they have a yeah. great young guy in Booker that they really need to compliment and, and take yeah. advantage. And I think this is going to be a fun team next year. I think it's going to be a really fun yeah.
1: team. Now on the Chris Paul side, do you think where did, did, do you think he had a place he wanted to go, and do you think it was yeah, this? the Paul Suns Chris were on Paul. that list.
0: I, it was definitely not the Suns. I think he wanted to go to contender, and they are definitely not that. There are a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they're not a contender. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I think he has one year on his deal after this year, right? Um, and I'm not sure if it's a player option or not. So he has some control over his destiny next year. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we'll see what happens. He'll probably make the best of, uh, of mm-hmm. the circumstance. He doesn't seem like all these other superstars to be a guy who's just going to cause chaos for the heck
1: of it. You know. Yeah. And to, I mean, to, put it, play out. to me, it's a very similar s- situation to the OKC situation where he gets traded. There's like, OK, they're going to tank like he's not going to he's going to be like, you know, not not engaged at all. And the exact opposite happened. They were what did they make the five seed? Uh, I think West? they ended up
0: six seed. Right? They took yeah. on the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah. Game. Yeah.
1: They were like, they're, they're Four, they, five, they, out, oh, they were, they way out exceeded expectations.
0: They were the fifth seed. Okay. You're right, Jerome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, weigh, ex- they far exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah. They had a
2: 0.06% chance of making the playoffs at the beginning of their year, or 0.6 maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, a large part
0: of that was because they thought they were going to trade CP3 at some point during the year and they didn't. But That's true. Yeah. Um.
1: But I think he he's shown that he can make the most of. That and not that, even just that he can, that he will make the most of the situation that he's yeah. put in.
2: He's,
0: he's shown he to be a good mentor, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. yep, he's the ultimate professional. But I gotta believe deep down, he's like, Really? I mean, yeah, the How many times have I begged <laughs> to be put on a contender? And we're gonna send you yeah. to a team that hasn't won since um, the iPod Nano came out,
0: yeah, yeah. But hey, um, you know, he's not it'll in be, Oklahoma fun, City though. anymore, he's yeah. uh, he's in Arizona, so that's uh. You know? Yeah, it's a slight That's upgrade. An upgrade. Yeah. Slight.
2: Yeah. You know, incremental upgrade. <laughs> yeah. It's trading Applebees for chilies. <laughs> it's basically, right? Uh
0: but yeah, so I, I like this trade and uh I thought OKC so we haven't talked about the flip side. We haven't talked about the OKC perspective, right? Why mm-hmm. they you know the traded CP three in this sort of fashion. Because we just said like it's not that much to give up for CP three, but Weirdly, conversely, I'm going to say, you actually got a decent amount back for CP3.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And the reason I'm going to say that is because they got CP3 with picks for Russell Westbrook. So they've basically turned like the Oladipo and Sabonis uh, asset... uh, Well, actually, sorry, I should go back even further than that. They turned Sergi Baca into Oladipo and Sabonis, which then turned into Paul George, which then turned into CP3... No.
1: No, yes. Russell Westbrook we was 3
0: uh, Sorry, they got Paul George. You're on a, you're on a different George. train. No no, 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 no. So they sent Paul George then to the Clippers and got back a treasure trove of picks plus Shea. Uh-huh. And then they sent uh, Russell Westbrook to the Rockets and got a treasure trove of picks plus Chris Paul, which yeah. now they have traded for another first round pick. So they've turned yeah. whatever it was they were doing with that horrible Russell Westbrook-only era into mm-hmm. like 15- first round picks and Shay, who's now the, the new, you know, yeah. guy of the and future for them so. yeah, and, uh, Kelly and Kelly. Green. Green. Yeah. So
1: good, solid guy.
0: So, you know, once again, Sam Presti, just wheeling and dealing, man. Yeah. Um, does Which, a great let's,
1: job. Let's remember the positive Sam Presti as we get into the next trade.
0: <laughs> let's remember that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and let's remember it in spite of the fact that he was the guy that, you know, trade trade hardened. so you know there's good and bad with everybody but recently sam presti has been a very excellent gm um so i think it's a great return for okc you know they're they're one of the few teams that seemingly is not saying oh we're going all in and we're contending (laughs) they're like yeah "Eh, we'll pass on this year (laughs) um so yeah let's move on from this trade like you said and let's go to the lakers because uh I want to talk some Lakers, you know, Jake wants to talk some Lakers. Let's talk some Lakers, you know, (laughs) know, slight fan. I don't know if anybody knows that it's kind of a hidden secret, but uh, yeah, the Lakers actually made a trade as well. They traded Danny green essentially for Dennis Schroeder. So LA got Dennis Schroeder in return and OKC got Danny green. And to be fair, the Lakers 2020 first round pick this year, which is literally the last pick in the first round. So it's essentially a second rounder. Um, what do you guys think about this? I, I like it, but I, I want to hear your r- rationale for it. Maybe oh, we'll yeah. start with Jake as the Laker yeah. fan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Um, I mean, I for a guy with a pedigree for trades as as, as Presty, I, I don't understand it at all. He got the 28th overall pick in a not great draft class, and Danny Green, who was probably the worst player for the Lakers in the playoffs, on a $15 million contract for a six-man-of-the-year candidate and one of your best players. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what you benefit from that, if anything, but I'm extremely happy because the Lakers got a six-man-of-the-year candidate, a point guard, a defender, a defender and a shooter uh, for a bag of potato chips and Danny Green. <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say a bag of potato chips on a first-round pick. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can go either way. Depending on <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, or maybe okay. even two
1: bags of potato chips. <laughs> All right.
0: So, what about the non-LA perspective, Jerome? What, what's your take on this?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, for 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 LA, it, it's amazing, right? Dennis Schroeder is pretty much exactly the type of guy they need. Um, you know, he can score it. He can he can pass. He can shoot. He uh, play make. Um, so, I, there's really not much more to say about that than ideal for the Lakers um in terms of the OKC side I think I think because because you guys are Lakers fans the Danny Green hate is just so strong but I think there is actually still a Danny Green trade market like trade deadline market because he's still a guy because I think that teams are going to GMs are going to not a lot of stock into bubble basketball in terms of what, in terms of what players did. Um, just cause it was such a weird, weird type of thing. Um, and I think there will be desperate teams. There's always like that. The, the teams that are like, we need to add a little bit of shooter. We need to add this. We need, and there's going to be, a, I think there will be a market for a Danny green type of guy. So yeah. I think that's what Presti's thinking. I can flip Danny green at the trade deadline and get, a, and get another pick or something like that. Um, so I, I think in terms of that it's it's really not as bad as it f- seems at first glance. Like they're not actually trading for Danny Green; they're trading for what they could trade Danny Green for. Huh. Um, and it's kind of kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before, where like you had this long line of trades starting with Sergey Um So I think that's kind of how Sam Presti works, where he's thinking, okay, asset, who who are we playing, who are we actually wanting to play and keep. Who do we actually want to try to see if we can flip into something else? Um, So I I I do think it's better than it looks. It still does seem a little bit short for a guy like Dennis Schroeder, though.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: It does a little bit, but if you think about it from a contract length perspective, Dennis Schroeder, this is his last year, his expiring deal. Okay. So it, you know, you're not going to get that much back. Um, mm-hmm. you you might get exactly this—a pick and a decent player that you can turn around, right? And so yeah. OKC saw the deal and they struck while they could. Um yeah. So and maybe they know something about Schroeder that we don't know. Maybe they know that he only succeeds with you know a guy like Chris Paul riding him. Now I would counter that LeBron's going to do exactly the same thing, going to be that leader, oh, you know, that yeah. voice. That, you know, Schroeder's not going to revert to his Hawks days. I think so. I actually yeah. also like this deal for LA in that uh, sort of lens of viewing it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm worried about is that this screams to me that the Lakers don't think they're going to get Rondo back. They think yeah. he's Because why would you trade for Schroeder? Uh, you want to trade for him because you think you need ball handling. You think you need a backup point guard. You think you need a guy to, to initiate the offense. Well, that's the role that Danny plays for. Uh, sorry, that's the role that Rondo plays for us. Um, and we didn't replace really any of what Danny Green gives us, which I agree, Jerome. I think we're a little hard on Danny Green. I think... <laughs> It's because his shot abandoned him during the playoffs. I mean, he was actually a bad player the entire year. Um, I think he was a great defender, you know, a great team defender, mm-hmm. a great locker room presence, a great mm-hmm. veteran to teach our guys how to play defense um, and how to move without the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he did a lot of intangible stuff that was amazing for the Lakers, and his mm-hmm. defense will be missed. You know, Schroeder doesn't provide that.
1: Yeah. Ah, and- Schroeder's a pretty good defender. He's pesky.
0: He's okay. He's okay. But he's um, not.
1: He's not a Danny Green like you know. A Dan- we can play a, a bunch of different.
2: Yeah, at this point in his career, I would take Dan Schroeder over Danny Green on the well,
0: defense. My my point is, he's just not as big yeah, physically. Exactly. He, he can't guard the yeah. same people. Yeah. Like we're shipping out a wing defender for a point guard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're just we're swapping positions there, and so I, I do think we're kind of vacating Danny Green's spot. And the only way that makes sense is if you think you're also having to replace what Rondo does. And so that's what that signals to me for the Lakers that they think Rondo's out uh, and they're going to have to replace him, which but is a bit the, of a bummer because I wanted Rondo back.
1: At, at the same time, though, I mean Schroeder's a guy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they played him in crunch time next to Shea and and Chris Paul, two other ball handlers, and he he's you know he's not exclusively just a ball handler like he can shoot it too he i think he had a career year from three i think he was uh shooting like th- high 30s Career
0: he year he shot 36 and a half percent i think from okay. three, um
1: which is not bad and he was shooting not five bad a, shooting five a game too so that's pretty
0: shooting true. five a game but to be fair like even danny green though he had a bat a down year he still shot 38 percent from three okay. on this season um so you're you're not getting equivalent shooting back no, no, in return no, no, for Danny, right? But you're you are getting you're a lot getting more playmaking. A guy that support.
2: can create and Yeah. Him yeah. Shot yeah. Him.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I'm not saying that Rondo can't play alongside him. I'm just saying this signals that LA yes. worries they wouldn't have Rondo back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. So
2: Rondo's expecting to get a legit contract. He's not expecting to play for another minimum. No.
0: Right. Right. You wouldn't. You you might not necessarily ship out Danny Green's skill set in return for a different position guy in Schroeder, unless you also had to replace the position Schroeder's going to fill, right? Gotcha. That's my that makes sense. So that makes sense. That's what I'm thinking. Um, which is not the end of the world. There's guys out there on the on the you know free agent market. The Lakers can draft to sign in or sorry can sign um, to fill that Danny Green role. You know, there's Wesley Johnson. Um, uh well, sorry Wesley Matthews is out there yeah, not that's, Wesley Johnson that's, I think not that's there. There. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go Wesley. back to that
1: era of the Lakers <laughs> 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 no, but uh no Robert Yeah Wesley Sach- Matthews. Matthews Robert Sacre. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley do, do, Matthews I think Robert that's Zachary. one
0: maybe one guy to keep an eye on like you said Jake and and uh Yeah there's there's other guys out there too on the free agent market guys way down the depth chart um so we'll we'll they see They might they
1: might make another run at uh, Darren Collison.
0: They might make another run at Darren Collison. <laughs> <laughs> but and in a have vacuum, to remember they're like, getting
1: they're getting Bradley back ideally
0: they are getting Avery Bradley imagine. back but that's why i think they're really going to have to go out and sign a wing guy because yeah. can you imagine the size we're putting out there for starting Avery Bradley and Schroeder? Um, yeah, that's, that's true. really two size
1: limited guys you know yeah. um, and that was one so of they, the strengths of the lakers in the playoffs it is was yeah, for starting
2: point guard 2019 or 2020 whatever <laughs> <laughs> not not a bad idea not a bad idea so
0: yeah i like this in a in a vacuum i'm just a little worried for the implications it kind of means um for who we're not going to be able to resign you know mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see none of that is official those are yep. just speculation on my part so let's move on to the next thing because this is probably going to be the meat of the podcast the nets and the rockets i have back to back here Okay, Jake. (laughs) But the Nets on the Rockets, I have next on the docket here uh, because their fates are intertwined uh, in a lot of rumors. Physically, what they've actually accomplished thus far, not that much, uh, not that impressive, right? The Nets basically swapped Dzana Musa for Bruce Brown. With the Pistons. Who? So they for got who? Bruce Brown exactly. <laughs> so they got Bruce Brown, a good defender and a, and a good, basically a good bit 3 and D guy, you know, a okay. guy who can play gotcha. 10 to 15 minutes a game for you. Um, They got Bruce Brown. And so that'll, that'll help the Nets. Uh, They need more guys like that. And they sent out Zanabuso's kind of never really lived up to his potential and Toronto's 2021 second round pick, which they had just sitting in the war chest. So the Pistons get i guess a second round pick in return which is i don't know piston-esque um yeah the rockets similarly did a deal where they or they're close to finalizing a deal to trade covington to the blazers now you might think why the heck are they going to trade covington like he's a great piece alongside harden and westbrook well
1: fire that's what sale.
0: exactly <laughs> there's a fire sale there's a lot of noise around this westbrook and harden wanting out of houston yeah. um First, we learned last week actually that Westbrook demanded out. Right? Yeah. Uh, he wanted he wanted to be traded to a number of destinations. I think among which were like the Knicks or Orlando or Miami or you know he had a, a list of destinations he wanted to go because he wanted to get back to Westbrook ball. Was essentially what it meant. He wanted to get back to the role he had in OKC and he didn't believe in the leadership and the responsibility uh, that was left behind in in the Rockets organization after the exit of D'Antoni and Maury. Yep. So. We learned about that first. However, recently, I think yesterday or, or even on Sunday, we learned that Harden also wanted out. Harden wanted to be traded to the Nets. Now, it may seem like that's a response to Westbrook's trade demand, but we've actually since learned, actually, and I think um, Wozier's was the one who tweeted about this, that it might have been that Harden actually demanded his trade first, and Westbrook saw the trade internally and said, oh, no, you're not going to do me like that, and went public with his trade demand. So I think mm-hmm. that's maybe the actual order of things. not that that matters much. The end line is that both Harden and Westbrook want out of Houston, and this franchise looks like it's going to do that. It's going to just blow it all up. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I mean, really, no no better time than now. New GM, new coach. Um, yeah. May as, well re- may, may, may as well Silas. rebuild.
0: Can you imagine being Stephen Silas? You're coming into an organization. You finally get your first coaching hire, yeah. your, first, your first head coach job. You think you're going to be coaching James Harden and Russell Westbrook,
1: He's and the then pr- uh, they want out. <laughs> The proverbial lamb to the slaughter yeah well who knows maybe he'll get to coach bruce brown and design and musa <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so there's a lot of speculation um the only concrete deals like i said were the nets getting bruce brown and covington getting traded from the rockets to the blazers which is actually a really good deal for the blazers
1: right oh yeah for sure um they need defense and shooting. Everyone yeah, so needs Who doesn't can, need that? <laughs> right,
0: right. So maybe we'll address that first, the Blazers side of things, before we move mm-hmm. to the Rockets and the Nets, because I haven't mentioned why the Nets are sort of tied in here. Um, I'm going to tease that a little bit here. But let's, let's stick with the Blazers. <laughs> so the Rockets are close to finalizing a deal that would get Covington to the Blazers, and return, the Rockets would get back Ariza, who's basically a shell of himself, right? Uh, yeah. The Blazers' 2020 first-round pick, which is number 16 this year. and Covington's uh, 20- kind of like
1: what Ariza used to be. He is, he's, he's basically prime. prime Ariza, right?
0: Yeah. Um maybe a little less athletic, but a little taller. Um yeah. and then yeah, so so Ariza, the Blazers 2020 21st round pick, which is number 16 this year and a 2021 Blazers protected first round pick. So that's a lot actually kind of to give up for Covington, who I think the Rockets got for only a single first round pick. Uh so they actually, you know, made a little bit of trade capital back here, but I think it's a great deal for the Blazers. I think he fits perfectly oh. alongside Damon yeah. and CJ. Right.
1: I mean, yeah. to be fair, Covington is a type of player that pretty much fits perfectly anywhere.
0: That's true. That's very yeah. true.
1: NBA, yeah. Yeah. he, he stock yeah.
0: really well in Houston, right? By being yeah. able to switch to a small ball five kind of role, yeah. too, at times.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's huge. They, they, you know, with, you know, D- Damon and McCollum aren't exactly known for their defense. So to add a defensive guy is huge. Because um, I think I think specifically, like, let me know how, what you guys think about this. But I think if your best players are guards, like, you need to have a really good defense to go deep in the playoffs. Because it, it's just it's just tr- it's just trouble if if you're Especially just if relying on guards. guards.
0: Exactly, right. if, if non-defense guards. That, yeah. like like Damon, CJ, who struggled defensively at times. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. like, if you if you if you probably go back, like, the only like really not great defensive team t- to win recently was probably the Cavs. But they had LeBron James, so like, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree, Jake. What do you what do you think about this for the Blazers?
2: Um, it was a little strange. I mean, oh how? Oh, oh, uh, well, maybe not strange. I think it's a good trade. I think Coverting is a very good player, especially what he can bring defensively and shooting wise, which is what two key needs for the Blazers. Um. I just don't think it's enough for the Blazers to compete though. I I still think oh, they for need sure. a uh, right. different look in terms of their defensive scheme. I don't know, maybe he is the answer. Maybe he'll he'll be able to to guard those fours and and, and times fives, but I just I just don't see how that makes them a contender all of a sudden. They're still going to have to but, do something more.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like you said earlier though, can anyone really become a contender in the West yeah, if you're I not LeBron so. James or, you know? But if you're the Blazers, you have to try.
0: Yeah, you have to try, and I think what the signals is that they realized their deficit last year was defense. Right, mm-hmm. once they got Nurkic back, their offense was humming, yeah. and he was a great centerpiece to a defense. But he can't do everything, and no. they needed yeah. help. Um, yeah. And Covington does help. You know, he can be yeah. a small ball center at times, uh, but yep. he can—he's also a great wing defender. Gives um, them a lot a of
1: flexibility team. defensively.
0: Exactly. So yeah. I think that he and really does address their biggest need. The yeah. yeah. But I agree with you, Jake. I think it is a yeah. little weird because it's not it's not the over the top acquisition we kind of expect for c- people to vault into contender status. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so who may be that guy for them? It, well, I was actually going to say, maybe this is a case where we're kind of underestimating it. Maybe this is a, you know, the sum is more than the, or like, you know, the product is more than the sum of its parts mm-hmm. where Covington's addition. while you know, just him in it by itself may not look that big, actually just gels this roster perfectly and fits the whole mm-hmm. and, and you know, allows them to succeed. I don't, maybe, I, I, I don't know. Um, But yeah, in answer to your question, I don't really have a a guy. I mean, I guess if you manage to swap like, well, I don't even know if that would work. I was going to say if you swap CJ McCollum for Bradley Beal somehow, um, you really upgrade at that second guard spot because Beal, Mm -hmm. despite what he showed last year, it can actually be a plus defender at times. Um, That would help. Yeah, that's But you're, you're. you know that's that's
1: only really. But then you're messing the, with chemistry. You're
0: messing with chemistry, and the wizards yeah. really aren't going to go for that unless it really goes sour. Um, yeah. in, in Washington. For I mean, Dame's so.
1: already been through uh, losing his running mates once. I don't know if he can go through it yeah. again.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of with you. I think wing help is where they needed it. Yeah. And obviously, you like a guy with a bigger you know pedigree than Covington, but he he fits. He he's, fit. he's
2: an excellent player, and he's he's a yeah. he's yeah. It's definitely an upgrade. I just. They if they really want to compete, which they need to to to, to support Dame's loyalty to them, they, they need to do something.
1: Right. I just don't know what it could be. Me neither.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I mean they gave up their first round pick this year, so they can't even get like a young, cheap guy to to supplement on the background, which by all accounts, even though this year's draft is very disappointing at the top, like none of the top three picks would even probably go in the top six next year by by all accounts the back end of the draft though is considered very deep with a lot of guys that'll be excellent role players for many mm-hmm. years to come so mm-hmm. you are giving up a shot at one of those excellent role player guys uh yeah. in this trade and so that that's a little bit disappointing that they couldn't just give up the 2021 first round pick for Covington you know they had to give up also this year's uh yeah
1: yeah that's true 16 yeah that that's kind of almost seemingly where you want to be in this draft in this exactly. 2020 draft that's pretty- seems to be um yeah. so i will say i do like it in a vacuum obviously
0: it's mm-hmm. an upgrade clearly for the blazers you know i feel like we're talking about it like it's you know it's the end of the world no, but it's, it's it not was a a good trade. Trade. Yeah. yeah um it's just we don't think it's enough yeah. to bump
1: them to no. the top of the contender pile but then what once again who would have been exactly the LeBron James. Who <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right so now we can get back to the nets and the reason i brought up the Nets swap lucifer brown there right is because harden seems to want to force his way to the nets he wants to be traded he's told management in, in houston that he wants to be traded to brooklyn which is just insane he wants to play alongside kd and Kyrie because they've been texting i guess they're little buds now they want to they, they want to play along so they want to be the next big classic three. durant yes. classic durant right Oh my god. I don't yeah, I don't know what he's thinking. Like we already rag on him for basically buying his championships in Golden State and yeah. now he wants to buy it with another like good god.
1: Yeah.
0: Um But yeah, so what what do you guys think about this? Obviously, well, I don't know if obviously. Because let me read to you, Zach Lowe kind of theorized about a possible deal involving this, right? Because we we've heard no actual details. This is a mm-hmm. rumor that Harden wants out. Yeah. But Zach Lowe did do like a kind of a suggestion on what you would have to send back in this sort of a trade. And he, he basically landed like the way to get James Harden. If you're the nets is you have to send out some combination of these assets. Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer, no Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Jared Allen, some filler salary, maybe Rodians, Karuk's or some other bit guy, uh, three first round picks. So your 2021, uh, pick this year. Right. And then, you're some some combination of 2022, 20, 2024, 20, uh first round picks with also two pick swaps thrown in there. So that's that's basically where you'd have to start, right? For an mvp caliber talent like James Harden. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You're I mean, shipping yeah. out a lot of depth. And like granted, you are getting easily the best player in the deal, right? Yeah. And you're pairing him alongside two, you know, if, if Durant recovers his former glory, then t- three like bona fide all-stars and two mvp candidates but god you are giving up a lot of depth on a team that not that long ago three years ago was all about culture and depth right and mm-hmm. now they're like yeah we're just like everybody else we're going to trade everything for stars yeah so I, I don't know what do you guys think about this entire situation like where, where where do you land do you want it to happen do you want harden to go to the nets
1: no i think that'd be that'd be cool but oh okay i think it'd so, be cool just to see how it works together but like it's Gonna kind of, I think it would end up kind of being like um, the Warriors with Durant, where it's just like, oh, is, it's too much, it's too much, it's not fair. But I don't know. It, I think it would, I think it would be really cool to to see um, how these types of players can f- actually fit together. Um, what the coach can do, the what uh, the coach I'm talking, Steve Nash actually could do, Steve Nash could do over there with that. Um, and Mike D'Antoni uh, on the bench yeah Mike Tony on the bench and uh don't forget about the the seasoned Amari Stoudemire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah I mean it's something you were talking about before we were talking about before the the pod where it's like how do these guys how would these guys actually fit together um especially defensively um I don't know I, I think it would be i think it would be very interesting it's, I think cool is the wrong word I think interesting is more what I'm going for right. um yeah i I, I, I would I would be interested to see it happen. I don't think it will. Um, I, I I'm wondering on on the net side because they just kind of finally got over. We were talking yeah. about this earlier. That, that terrible, hurt, that crazy like they hangover. lost all their damn picks. Yeah, um, decades. So, so are they in the camp of we can do it again? To we be can fair, get over it again, or are in the camp of let's never have to do that again.
2: To be fair, James Harden <laughs> is a lot different than a 38 year old KG and a 36 year old Paul sure, Pierce sure. and Joe Johnson. Very, very different. Very, um, very but very you do
1: different. have Achilles Durant. You're you're not wrong.
2: That is it is kind of a deja vu possibility. But
1: yeah,
2: I I don't see the benefit really. I mean, how much better is that team with Harden compared to with those? those the depth. souped depth. up role player depth thing i think they're better as they're constructed right now i don't think adding harden and subtracting you know five role players two of which are three of which are extremely good role players is really going yeah. to push be you over the knowledge. edge you're already a yeah. contender you've already got enough mouths to feed i don't i just don't see the benefit
1: um well here, here's a question though is depth actually overrated in terms of p- the playoffs? No. Because how many guys do you really need? It seems like you, there's the, the, it always it always shortens in the playoffs, right, the, the rotations. So you really only need seemingly two or three solid guys off your bench, and then everyone else just plays like 40 minutes. Um, so yeah. is, is, it, is depth kind of overrated for the playoffs?
0: You say no, Jake, right? And I, I am actually kind of inclined to agree with you. But then, staring me in the face and staring, you know, conversely, you as well in the face is what just happened with the Lakers, right? Where they were probably the thinnest team in the playoffs at a certain point, right? Like it was LeBron and AD. And then we were like, oh, I don't know, whoever is going to be the third star, maybe, possibly, maybe somebody will show up. And yet they won the title. And so maybe
1: it is. Maybe it kind of is. Because Um, you look at like one of the. I think the the Clippers probably were considered the deepest team and they didn't even make the conference finals.
0: They didn't. However, I, I'm kind of with Jake because I think what depth does is it's a great insurance policy.
1: That's true. That's right? true. If
0: anybody doesn't perform or anybody goes down to yeah. injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you have your depth to That's fall back where on. I think
2: the depth, quote-unquote depth of the Lakers, they did have some depth. They had Kuzma, Rondo, Caruso, Green. They had role players. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it it benefited them because they won them a few games where at times yeah. some guys didn't show up and other guys like yeah. Playoff Rondo did. I think if you're the Nets and you're giving up all those pieces, you basically have your three stars and then DeAndre Jordan, who's a solid defender, but then you don't have any guy that could help you out in, in, if something happens really. with, yeah, with right. That's very true. With Hurt and, and uh, Dinwiddie, you have two almost star player caliber guys that are your fourth and fifth options which is i think strength in numbers when you already have two superstars is worth more than three superstars and and less depth take a look at the warriors i think those teams with the the first championship and their 73 win team uh, at times were better than the durant team when everybody got hurt because they didn't have that Those other pieces to fill in to still compete, they were pretty much reliant on their three guys.
0: It is it's it's great insurance for injury, and especially with a guy like Durant coming back from the Achilles tear, that's probably something you really need to be concerned about. And Kyrie, not to mention Kyrie, who's literally injured every year now, apparently. Yeah. Right. All the like Kyrie is now like just made of glass, apparently. So (coughs) injury, and you know, trying to make up for it with depth is is not a bad thing to try yeah. and you know but
1: towards. at the same time are you going to win with just with like if your guys get injured you're probably not going to win anyway though in terms yeah, of championship
0: fair, fair fair point and with harden your ceiling becomes ridiculous right i mean yeah sure they'll struggle on defense with those three guys harden won't play any defense Kyrie doesn't know how and <laughs> kd like He was a very good defender before he got hurt, but Achilles' tears tend to take a lot of athleticism out of you, which is kind of how he draws his defensive strength from. Yeah. Offensively, he's, you know, his skill will allow him to be good no matter what happens to his athleticism. But defensively, that might suffer if, if, you know, he's, you know, if he's not who he was before the tear. So you're, yeah, you're not guarding a paper bag with that team. Um, but maybe you don't need to
2: if you score maybe 100. I was to say <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't you know. Not, you might not have to.
1: That's why <laughs> I think it's just so interesting this it would be so interesting to see um, how that team would do. It, it's almost like well, then again does James Harden want to go from one experiment to another? I don't know. Seemingly well, really he does. does. Seemingly <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's quite crazy,
1: honestly. It, it raises be... a lot of questions raises a lot of interesting questions. It does.
2: I just don't want to go from a a, a very parried league one year parried. to another two-superstar team the next year, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, you do lose a lot of parity because regardless of whether the Nets would have enough to you know win the title, they would probably rampage through the... Well, I don't know. The Bucs got a lot better. The Bucs got, got a, a lot better. better.
1: I mean, you, still um, got, you, you still got you still got the Celtics, the Heat, and the, and the Raptors, and right. right, right.
2: All like, the moves are to still make going to be good,
1: and then I mean, we'll see what Philly can do. Um, I, I like, like Harden deal. to
2: Philly more than I like Harden to Brooklyn.
1: Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah, I, I, I do
0: too. I agree with that. Wise. I just don't think they'll ever do it because they I can't.
1: Think, they have what does Philly have that?
0: Well, also, I think Maury leaving and going to Philly is like. A sour taste i'm not gonna oh, let you right. on me sign <laughs> yeah, with the team th- and then trade you my mvp like yeah that's i'm not doing that out of spite like alone yeah. right
1: um but yeah, yeah you, you, you never know that's uh that is one of his protégés i guess he was coming up in the system in uh, the rocket system yeah like a little insider yeah. trading action
0: but to be okay so what they would trade back in the scenario correct me if i'm wrong jake but this is what Some i was trade. thinking Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simmons is the trade piece, which is probably the best thing you can get back. It's better yeah. than like Dinwiddie, yeah, Leverton, Allen. If, right? That's yeah.
2: why I say it makes sense because if you look at the Rockets, yeah. you're hitting the self destruct button. You're restarting. What better to restart than a 22 year old, um, you know, star player? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you rarely get somebody of that caliber in a trade like this.
1: Yeah. And yeah, Philly could be definitely looking to, um, well, they should be looking probably to trade one of the guys, one of those two. Oh, you got to keep Embiid.
2: You put Harden with Embiid and a pick and roll, get a couple more shooters around him. That's a yeah. contender.
1: I'm really hoping they unlock his, his him defensively.
0: Yeah, and seeing Ben Simmons on the Rockets with a bunch of shooters splayed out around him is exactly what we keep pining for, right?
1: Yeah. So. Well, we'll see who's left. On the Rockets. Yeah, that's got true. <laughs> and I think the Lakers are competent
2: a bit for that PJ Cut uh, Tucker contract if they're blowing it up. Oof, oof, oof. that would be great. He's not making much, and he could easily fit into this The style we play.
0: Yeah, and despite Daniel House's transgressions in the bubble, I think a lot of teams want him as well. Yeah, he could be uh, a
2: solid guy. Daniel, just just uh, supervise him. He needs a chaperone. He does. He does.
0: Or maybe he just needs more COVID checkups. I don't know. Ask him. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So there's a... (laughs)
2: uh,
0: That's... I don't know. That's just a crazy thing. I don't even know how to react beyond what we've already said because... (laughs) it's really not set in stone. Right. And, and in fact, like the trade that i kind of put together there, that's completely from Zach Lowe's mind. You know, yeah. it's not, it's, he wasn't reporting it as a trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zach that's Lowe could be a guy.
2: Who knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't think he went that far, but, um, I think, you know, that's what he does. He theorizes about this and where yeah. you kind of, have to and he, you, he's
1: obviously anyone who's trading for James Aaron would have to give up a lot. To get exactly.
0: Him. I mean, you're getting a perennial MVP candidate. You yep. should give up the farm to get him. That's, that's fair. Um, because no team in this league pretty much would say no to yeah. Harden, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is the leads us then to Westbrook, which is I like get the Lakers. No, I think the Lakers would say yes too. I think LeBron, oh. if there was a way to get him, he'd be like, hell yeah, like give, me, give me Harden. Um, but maybe not. Maybe you're right, Jake. Maybe he doesn't want him. But that leads me to Westbrook, which is the half of the trade that is not so desirable. So Westbrook demanded out even before all this Harden stuff that we just talked about, right? Although chronologically, you can argue whether it was a response to Harden or not. <laughs> But nobody seems to want him. <laughs> That's well, the, thing. the hard part is yeah. his contract is so absorbent.
2: So crazy. Um,
0: it is. It's a huge contract. It's He's impossible being for a contender
2: to trade for him. Essentially,
0: it, it is kind of impossible. This
1: has uh, this has Knicks, Knicks written all over it. Hey, they it just it really does. Ball. They're running it out does.
0: of chances here. It Does have Knicks written all over it? And you know what? I actually don't hate it for the Knicks, Jerome. Like I know we always joke about getting stars no, past their prime. I don't hate it either. But exactly but Is he like
1: prime?
0: Oh he's definitely past his prime. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah
1: He just came but He's off also, also not he's also not as far past his prime as they normally are when you yeah, get to the
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's not like the classical like Washed-up yeah, yeah. superstar going to the we, we, we
1: were actually, joking We were joking about this a couple podcasts ago, and I was like, I think it's actually too early for the Knicks to get yeah, Westbrook.
0: we were joking <laughs> about that. But you know what? Maybe this is where the Knicks get incrementally better in their decisions, yeah. and they get, yeah. these, you know,
1: decent. I mean, because he's, he's a guy that's he's going to put butts in seats. He is. You know, he is. he's going to get eyes eyes on the team. And if you don't have to give up much because clearly
0: nobody wants him and, yeah. and Houston wants out, if you don't have to give up much and you can keep your young guys, you know, then he can actually drag a team like that to playoff contention in a week east. You know? Breaking news, we the Knicks do don't football.
1: have any picks until 2040 because they traded for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, as long as they don't trade the farm again. They give up maybe one first rounder and then whatever they need to in salary yeah. to match. Yeah, That's, I really like that for the Knicks. I think it's, yeah. it's a great way to you know, get these young guys a real leader so they don't have yep. to be the forefront of the team anymore and they can learn. And, yeah. and, you know, Westbrook gets to be the man again. He gets what he wants. He gets to be the yeah. man, do whatever he wants, drag a team to the playoffs, get all the adulation and praise he wants from a, a star. Oh, let's, let's not Knicks. go
1: crazy. Knicks in the playoffs, come on now. I, I think it could happen. <laughs> There's
0: a <laughs> lot of weak teams at the bottom. There's That's a true. lot of weak teams we
1: at the ma- <laughs> We can edge out the magic.
0: Yeah. yeah. You're fighting with the magic who are probably going to lose a lot of guys this year from their already not great team.
1: Mm-hmm. You got
0: the Pacers who are a very good team, but – I don't think they're going to have a back. I think he's no. going to be the next domino to fall. Um and you got uh who's the uh well Brooklyn's going to be a lot better. But yeah, I guess it's really that magic. The Wizards spot, right? if that's, John that's Wall can
1: come spot. back healthy.
0: We'll see what the Wizards
2: do. That was my prediction. I think John Wall's going to have an all-star season.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, Man, I, he, he definitely I
1: could. I really liked that like the the kind of when they were hitting their stride the wiz, the uh the Wall Beal teams. Yeah, they are fun. I really like those teams.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They're certainly fun. And and there's nothing more terrifying than a John Wall streaking up the court at you on oh fast my God, break. So
2: right? fast. So, you, got, you can't forget about Lonzo Ball's brother. <laughs> he's gonna be His drafted. Brother. He looks like he's going number one, so he looks like Good he's God. gonna be Okay, so
0: this does keep I'm glad you brought this up, Jake, because again, for the record, for the umpteenth time, I wanna get on the record that this guy sucks. Don't draft him, it's a bust. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee I guarantee he's gonna suck <laughs> there's no way that lamello ball is a decent nba player he might be like he might hang around on the fringes or something because you people, mean, people keep believing in his, and giving his chances. <laughs> that
2: yeah, he's
0: gonna be a bust he's not gonna be worth a number one overall pick he you know if I had to give him a, a realistic value and not just hating on him right a realistic value I'd say if you took him maybe 10th in this draft that's probably fine because that's that's high enough that you know you're still paying for the upside that he has if he has any. I just don't believe he does, but other people seem to think he does. And then you know that's low enough that you know if he busts, then who cares? You, it was a tenth pick. You know,
1: he's probably. But, I feel like he's probably just gonna end up being like Michael Carter Williams.
0: That's exactly who I think he's gonna be like. I think people put way too much stock in like, oh, his playmaking is amazing. That's literally what you said about Lonzo. You said he was a next level playmaker, He likes you hadn't seen since Jason Kidd. Look how it's turned out. He is okay? a very turns play. out, turns out, playmaking not enough. Not the only skill you need to have in the NBA. You also need to have do other things. And reportedly, he doesn't know how to play defense. Yeah. He can shoot yeah, about twenty eight percent three, and he chucks up a billion of them. He turns the ball over a bunch. Like what? What does this guy do that makes people fall in love with him? I don't understand. <sighs> sorry.
1: Rant Potential, over. Potential, precious.
0: I just I don't get it. People fall in love with these tall guards who can't do anything except pass time and time and time again, and they suck. They always suck. They never turn into anything. The only guy who's ever turned into anything was Ben Simmons, and he wasn't just playmaking. He was I can aggressively attack the rim. I could defend all five positions. I can do all these other things, and that's mm-hmm. really what makes him amazing, right?
2: Jello, Jello can not do anything. One overall pick. I'm calling it. Oh my god! I I don't
1: Whatever. think he will. I I think he'll drop. I think he'll drop. I think there's a, there's because he's not really a plus athlete i don't think um, he's not the one thing i'll give him is.
0: the one thing i'll give him is that he doesn't have any confidence issues like at times lonzo does right yeah Which i think true. really impacts lonzo's shot when he's not confident it's really mm-hmm. shaky i don't think Lamelo has that problem the problem mm-hmm. i think he has is that he can't shoot to begin with yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't he matter how had, much confidence you have, if have the jankiest
1: 20%. form how did they end up with that form
0: I don't know. I don't. And
1: they like developed uniquely bad forms. (laughs) Ello's got the best form, honestly.
0: Who, honestly, the middle brother, the one that stole (laughs) from sucks the worst. (laughs) The beef. Good God. I don't know. The Angelo. There it is.
1: Whatever.
2: Whatever.
1: Keep playing in the NBA.
0: You know, if you're Minnesota, you draft him, you trade for Lonzo, and you you know you pick up. Jello or wherever he is, whatever that guy's name is. The little brother, you put them back together and you see what happens. You know,
1: you got to combine. repick. pick.
2: Actually, they should end up on the Kings of LeVar ball. And he dominates the MK.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those three should end up on the Kings. They would love them there with their cherry picking they back in the, they the you know, hills Dude, they could
0: implement the rodative system. Easily. I know
1: they're already used to it. That's where they have. They all had their best How success. Oh man, that's perfect. All right. You hear,
0: you hear folks. Uh, sorry. You hear it here. I can't say this. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that's actually kind of hard to say. Let's try and say that fast.
1: We heard it here first,
0: folks. I mean, that's what I sounded like. But uh, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Heard it um, here first for uh... all brothers going to the kings. See, it's hard.
1: It's not you heard easy. Heard it here first, We're folks. First, it folks. is hard. Yeah. It's Give it to but that's all, folks.
2: <laughs> Peter uh, Piper
1: picked. Oh, that's the wrong one. Yeah,
0: the Ball Brothers are going to the Kings. It's happening. Right. We're, we're going to speak into existence in true LeVar Ball fashion. Um, Count yeah. it.
1: So, so that's, who, that's who what's else is out there? Who else is who out else there for, out for there. Uh, on the trading block, potentially? There,
0: there are a lot of people. So before this Lakers trade went down, the the buzz out there was that they were going to get DeRozan, right? We heard little rumors about them. Anyway that's right, and yeah. Um, and it turns out he did opt into his, his last year of his deal here in, in San Antonio so they can trade him. Okay. We'll see. He he could still be on the block, you know, depending on how San Antonio wants to to take their direction here. Um I think Gordon Hayward's probably on the block. I think mm-hmm. he's a he's a salary that Boston can use to swap, you know, big dudes and they can throw in, you know, some of their young guys or picks or whatever that they have to, to make yeah. a win now trade. Gobert might be on the training block. We'll see. Um I think he has one year left on his deal. Like he's eligible for eligible for a max extension, I think. Yeah. I mean,
1: I wonder, I wonder about the chemistry now with, with, uh, with Donovan. That's a,
0: yep. That's a very good uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh this is Rudy's last year. He'll be a restricted unrestricted free agent next year. So I think he might be on the trade block because of that. And then Blake Griffin, a lot of people have, uh, maybe we can use this to segue into sort of draft esque uh, concerns I've actually heard a lot of talk on the Bill Simmons podcast, on the Zach Lowe podcast. I heard Woj maybe theorizing. I heard Wendy doing some stuff on his podcast, theorizing about a Blake Griffin to the Warriors. Like if you really believe that Blake Griffin has is rehabilitated from his latest injury and he's going to be the Blake Griffin from two years ago. What did he, he have? What, what was his injury? NBA, his knees went to sh- crap again. Yeah. Um, his, he's right. he's
2: struggling. I don't think he's ever going to be yeah. close to the same player. But
0: you know, the reports out of, uh, out of Pistons camper that he looks really, really good. Right back to you know <laughs>
2: hey, this guy we're trying to trade looks yeah, great. This guy
0: so you're right. It, you know, it, it it takes a lot of belief. But if you do believe he's recovered from this, then he is perfect alongside the Golden State guys. Yeah, you I package do. his number one overall pick, you package Wiggins, and all of a sudden you have a star Blake Griffin center, and then you know, splayed out around him, you get Clay and Steph, Draymond mm-hmm. running the, the fast break. I mean, that's a great. Rebuild of your Golden State team right yeah. there. Right. So, did
1: they even really need a rebuild? They, I mean, they just had guys injured.
0: <laughs> yeah. More of like a rebranding. Yeah. Yeah. Retooling. So, that I think that's that's a guy to watch. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody's going
1: to bite on the Blake Griffin apple. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that'll that'll happen. Do you think Hayward he, would be better, a better fit for Golden State though than 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 Blake? He might, I but, I he that, but I don't
0: think he's enough to get the first pick for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think probably Boston wants to use him to get a center.
1: Ooh, um, in that in that case, what about Hayward to the Blazers for like for um, who's that guy that used to be on the Heat that's Hassan. on that's on the Blazers? Hassan mm-hmm. Whiteside.
0: I don't think that's enough. I think I think stocks of Hassan have really fallen. I think okay. even Hayward at this point is a lot more worth worth a lot more even on that contract. Okay. Um, because the Hayward contract is about to end. I mean, he he's probably going to pick up his. His option for this year, but then yeah. that's the last. Then you know, last year of the deal. So they are not actually uh, on the hook for that much money.
1: We're talking about you know debt for the Blazers at the at the very least. You know that's a that's a, another wing, that would be a great a, wing defender.
0: But I anticipate Boston would ask for Nurkic back, and I think that, that the mm, conversation that's probably too much. The end there, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: they really like Nurkic there. They
0: really like Nurkic and they need him. You know, he's their big. Clearly, they yeah. need him. They sucked him this year without him. You know, as soon as yeah. he came back, all of a sudden they were great in the bubble. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do think maybe a Hayward Gobert swap, <laughs> if you can convince uh, Utah to take him back, maybe that's in the cards. I don't know. You know, some assets. They were, probably they've have to been move.
1: crapping on him every time he comes back. <laughs>
0: they've been crapping on him. But maybe, you know, the prodigal son returns humbled and injured and they want him yeah. back. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah.
1: Still, we'll definitely, definitely a lot of stuff, a lot of more interesting things to go on. A lot of, I mean, more it literally just started.
0: <laughs> it did. It started yesterday. And we already yeah. have all this news that we spent yeah. over an hour talking about on our podcast. And here, now so.
1: the draft is tomorrow. Is that correct? Tomorrow the draft, being the 18th. It's tomorrow,
0: the eighteenth. Yeah. So that's about to happen. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the draft? I know we don't have another schedule, but I think maybe we um, can get a little. Yeah, bit of I talking. mean,
1: I don't. There's not. We talked about it a little bit. There's really not much to, more to add in terms of players because there's just not a lot of information. I'm it's just not, thinking yeah. in general, like, I think it's going to be really tough for rookies that are on contending teams because the leash is just going to be so short. And they're just not going to have that time to really get into NBA basketball. This is what you need to do. You know, this is our system. Um, so I think it's really going to be tough for any rookies that get drafted to contending teams, unless they have a coach that's really lenient. They're going to have very short, short leashes, I think. And it's going to, and I, that could, I think that first year, something that's underrated in player development is confidence building. And if you're not playing, if you're, if you're getting pulled after every mistake you make, that's a killer for confidence. And that could stunt, that could stunt you for the, for your, for your, the rest of your career, really. Um, So I think, I think that's something to to watch out for because they're just not going to be able to prepare the way they normally would be able to not, not even any summer league, you know, and even, even for any rookie this year, I think the coaches have to really be careful with how they manage them um, because they could really destroy the confidence in a a year like this.
0: I agree. I think you really have to watch out for that. And, And weirdly enough, because of that theory, exactly. I think instead of trading the pick, at least, you know, from the perspective of an incoming player, a draftee, mm-hmm. you'd want Golden State to pick you, right? Because they already have, you know, the bones yeah. of a contender yeah. in place. You it know, I mean, you're not going
2: praying exactly. that pick me and keep me. Yeah.
0: Exactly. because you're not going to a situation where you're expected to be the savior. You're going to a position where it's already a contending team. The pressure is all on them already. You get to grow up in an it's amazing an system. You
2: the world. You're the exactly center playing with steph curry and clay thompson
0: and you get to learn from you know basically the best and the best you know so i think that's a perfect situation for whoever goes there obviously you're right jake wiseman is is projected if anybody if they keep the pick to go there i would Um,
2: take your number one though he's just his athleticism and and all that i just think mm -hmm. he's the best potential in the in the in the draft but that's just me
0: yeah i mean people are talking about edwards because when he's on it's good When his motor's actually working, uh, I mean, the knock on him is that his motor's not consistent. But when he's actually playing, he looks like a bonafide All-NBA player, no doubt.
2: There's a lot of good guys in this draft. There's just, coming from last year, it's a big hangover. Coming from Lonzo being like, oh my god, look at him. It's, It's a little disappointing to have nobody that you're like, oh my god, that guy could change your entire franchise.
0: Yeah. there's nobody because all the top prospects have huge like flaws right yeah like there, there's no prospects that you fall in love with because yeah. you look and there's at no
1: Edwards, there, there's just so few there's just so little information yeah. also no tournament no tournament, exactly. no, tournament. Yeah. Big thing. no any none no tournaments at all not even you know, a lot of the top picks
0: like if you're looking at two of the three pers- you know suspected top picks in um didn't even play college basketball. I forgot the name (laughs) of the tall guy, but yeah. um, (laughs) They didn't even play. Yeah. Like the Mello was playing in the, uh, uh, the Mello played in the NBL, which is a great league, but he only played 11 games. There or 13 games there. Um, and you know that's not college basketball; It's not as as visible to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't. He, he had really good moments there, but he didn't play like lights out. He had a lot of flaws. He shot like twenty five percent from three. Yeah, he's yeah. not Luka Doncic uh,
2: winning an MVP at sixteen. That's for sure.
0: Right, right, yeah. certainly not. So, and and their team sucked. Their team lost every game. I think, or, or yeah. except for like, they were the one. worst team. I believe. Yeah, in the league. So, and then, um, yeah, Wiseman only played like two games at Memphis before. He wasn't able to play the rest of the year, right? So yeah. it's it's really the lack of information really hurts people here. And then when you look at the top three prospects, there's huge flaws in all of them. You know, Edwards, um, his motor, right? Everybody says that like he's not consistent. He reminds you a lot of Wiggins in the way that like it comes mm. and
1: goes with him, right? That's which
0: tells you everything. Not you need a favorable
1: to know. comparison, right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: All the talent in the world. You really never know if he's gonna put it together. You kind of got to bet on that wiseman he has flaws you know in a sort of big man way he's really limited because he's he's almost sort of a traditional big man now he's very athletic and he can probably learn to guard at an nba level but he didn't demonstrate amazing defense let's say in his two games at memphis yeah Um, Yeah, yeah he did look like a dominating offensive force um And so, you know, if you want to bet on that, the talent is there, the size is there, the movement's there. Like, he's got the physical skill set, but you Mm -hmm. just haven't seen it enough from him, and he has clear limitations. And then LaMelo sucks. So, um, yeah, that's my limitations on him, at least. That's what I see. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure other people would say, you know, real limitations, but um, I just think he's a bad player.
2: I think it's sad that a lot of these prospects have gotten – little attention in terms of true exposure and Bronny james who didn't even you know no he did start that's not i'm, I'm talking about the Dwayne wade kid he didn't even start oh, the, yeah. is that Zion. His, is his name Zion? i think
1: Zaire. it's Zaire, yeah. Zaire, that's really
2: cool. he was the sixth man on that team and he was on national tv 12 times so
1: that's all i'm saying yeah
0: it's it's a weird it's a weird paradigm that we're in yeah to, to say the least
1: <laughs> the uh- <laughs> the I just googled zaire Wade the the first picture that pops up makes it looks like he had only has one arm he's a white ba- he has a white background he has a white arm sleeve <laughs> I was like wow he's playing well with just his left hand that's crazy <laughs> no wonder he's a six man. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, no, not not quite that limited. I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a weird draft for sure at the top. I'm actually way more excited with like picks four through eight. I think between the the Obi Toppins of the world, the the Thomases, the um, uh, Denny Avdia, right, the the Israeli guy. Between all nice. these like possible. Dart throws that are behind the top three guys. I think that's going to be the interesting stuff. Like see yeah, where those go sure. because, like Obi Toppin, I think is ready to contribute right away. The questions about him are defensively what he does because he's, you know, he's a he's a little weird defensively. Lateral quickness is kind of lacking, but offensively he was the best player in college basketball last year by far. He's got the skill set to do at all three levels to score as a big man in a small ball five. So he's going to come in and impact the game right away. It's just who wants to take that. With limited sort of upside, maybe over because yeah. he's twenty. He, he's a senior. He's did he yeah, play 22. Yeah, you
1: know,
0: twenty two. I say is old, Jesus Christ. But yeah, yeah, he's for ancient, but uh, for a prospect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens later in the draft. There, um, I think that we're probably not going to see any movement with those picks today. I actually think it'll happen on the clock if yeah. it happens at all. You know, the trades, and I. I don't want to say I guarantee, but maybe I should because we're in the business. Guarantee. Of takes. I guarantee that one of those top two is traded in some sort of deal.
1: Ooh. That
0: either Minnesota or Golden State makes a move with their picks because I think both of them kind of want to get a win now, guy.
2: Yeah, and that
0: one of them's going to get a get a chance to get it done. Um, maybe you know what we haven't really been talking about Memphis as a trade destination for Harden. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> what they have the first overall pick they have a matching contract in i know they just got him but they can they can trade um deangelo and they have some good guys that they can you know a little bit players that they can sign and they, or trade i mean Wait, and they
1: memphis have minnesota? minnesota oh you said that. memphis i was like memphis
0: oh did i say memphis i'm sorry yeah, sorry yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, because you are just talking about Minnesota, then you switched it up to Memphis. Like, what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my, my bad. Uh, I'm in Minnesota.
0: Minnesota. Yeah, I, mean, I think we Memphis should think about. He doesn't even have a pick. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I did that's not right mean Memphis. Memphis. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was talking <laughs> about Minnesota because I think the matching salary in Russell, and I think okay. the first overall pick. I mean, that's the basis of a decent trade for Harden, right? It's
2: okay. um, not bad. It's not great. I would
1: actually, I would look for that. Um, it's and not I mean, amazing. Minnesota has the 17th pick too. So they, ha- they, they, they that's kind of where you want to be.
0: They do. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so if they yeah. could
1: trade the first pick and keep that one.
0: Yeah, and they'll probably have to give bad. up a bunch more, you know, to match yeah, like, yeah, yeah. talking about with the Nets. but They might I give up both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. Kind of depends on where, you, where you're at with Russell, where you're at with – because I do think Karis LaVert is a really good player. I do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And know GMs are kind of split on him though. So, so I guess it depends on where you fall, but I think he's going to be a great player. If he gets a chance to go to a team that kind of fits his skill set and allows him to have the ball a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited uh, about the draft tomorrow. I think we'll, we'll talk about it in a, in a
1: pod afterwards, obviously. But yeah.
0: Like everybody, we're a little bit in the dark cause there's just not that much news, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, there's not and that it's much. Just, once start. again, it everything just opened up yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything just opened up yesterday. So this was fun. I'm glad we, we came back and did this podcast. Um, a lot of trade news to talk about. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about in the coming days, especially with the draft tomorrow. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come back pretty soon. I think, um, I would like to get back to a pretty regular schedule now that we're, we're posting, you know, coming up with these coming up on the season starting in December. Um, it's coming quick. It is coming. (laughs) It's coming up quick. So we'll, we'll get ready for that and we'll, uh, Yeah, we'll get you guys with our takes as we come across them. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts from you guys? Words of wisdom?
1: Great big get a boo. Great. Big the Knicks business. actually have two first round picks. Of course, it's in a weak weak draft class. We- but <laughs> <laughs> that's something they don't have zero, which is what I normally expect.
0: Mark my <laughs> words. I think Russ to the Knicks is a very good trade for both sides. So yeah. we'll,
1: we'll see. Actually, we'll see. I don't know, about very good. But I I like it.
0: I like it as well. Um, All right. Well, that's it for us. And uh, for Jake and Jerome, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.